0: Welcome back to the BHP show. This is the ultimate F1 fan guide for all you F1 nerds to geek out. It's also the safe place if you're like Pete and watch Try to Survive to learn everything you need to know to be a true F1 fan. And if your first experience of Formula 1 was the Jetta Corniche Grand Prix, I can only apologise because it's not really a good showing of what Formula 1's about, is okay, it? Okay, so let's talk about the race season so far.
1: Two races in. Can we do it like a Netflix show?
0: previously okay. on formula
1: one 2023 the first i mean so what what did we see all right we've we've seen some very hot races nighttime races yeah we've seen hamilton get knocked down a couple of times right and now we're building up ready you've,
0: you've got a prediction there's like a hero story happening isn't there's a hero story happening yeah.
1: and that the reason i see it more than ever yeah is i've seen a beat down hamilton oh,
0: and a beat down hamilton's a, a dangerous hamilton he's a dangerous hamilton um but i will say he's also said after the race that the red bull is the quickest car he's ever seen it's the quickest car anyone's ever seen it's ridiculous so he's just he's just
1: leading the narrative with okay oh i'm down i'm injured no one's going to expect me to come back and wait Right. Because Silverstone, Hamilton's going to come out scrapping yeah. and then everyone will see. Don't don't be fooled for it. He comes across like really grounded and like, oh, you know, guys, well, we're just not doing enough. The team's working hard. We're working hard as drivers. But you're watching, he's out there, he's scrapping. If you did any of the onboard driving with Hamilton, you see just the legend is still there. He's just like, he's incubating.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, are
1: you willing to put money on this happening? I'll bet you like 50p on it. I'll take that bet. 50p. 50p. Hamilton is coming in for the scrap of all time.
0: No, I think it's just going to be one of those seasons where he just fades into obscurity no sadly no the other the other thing
1: of hamilton predictions i'm fed up of hearing this oh he's gonna go in a red car no he's not hamilton's gonna stay with mercedes because he's all about loyalty they win together
0: they lose together hamilton's staying i think he's gonna go i think he's gonna go i think he's gonna join ferrari um although ferrari's not much more of a decent prospect at the moment is it let's be honest they actually look worse than the mercedes
1: Ferrari's not looking
0: great. No, they're really poor. We'll talk about them more later I would later say on, they're
1: but... looking a little bit Lance
0: Stroll. <laughs> Disappointment. Then, <laughs> Daddy. Sorry, Daddy. <laughs> I'm not sure we could get away with that, but you just did it anyway.
1: Well, why not?
0: Well, okay, let's do it. Why not? I, I, I just yeah. think
1: like it's a show about being real yeah. with Formula One fans. Formula One fans out there, Lance Stroll is a tryhard who has tried hard with every car he's been given at great expense. Yeah, yeah. And here we are, DNF. What
0: I did like was the interview you showed me before we start filming the show, post-race, and uh, the interview asks him, so did you have some sort of fire or something? I saw the uh, uh, marshals had fire extinguishers. Smoke from the... from the, with the Was brakes? it the
1: brakes? I saw the fire extinguishers on the brakes, and he was going, yeah, but there was smoke from... Um, Engine from the engine. <laughs> What's what is it behind me again? Yeah. The thing in a Formula One car that's behind me? Yeah. Oh uh, savage.
0: It's the engine. At uh, Ferrari.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Let's let's yeah, 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 you yeah. do the show. I'm just I get he's, very he's, excited.
0: He's excited and he's jumping around. We're gonna talk about all these things in more detail. Yeah. But yes, Ferrari. Ah, they are looking crap. <laughs> okay. They
1: they are a team that not only have they got this mm. potential, yeah. they they they're up there. They're in the points, they've got this, and then they are not up there and they don't they don't get the points because they're gonna get massive penalties, AJ. What's going on? So two control units to start the first race, yeah, which is gonna throw them mechanically yeah. into yeah,
0: massively. So they've they've issued their third control unit already, which is why Charles Leclerc had a 10-place grid penalty. So that means any other issues, they'll get further penalties throughout the whole season. Because obviously in the Formula 1 season, they're restricted on the number of parts they can use. This is the bit for the new F1 fans. Um, Engines, gearboxes, they're limited on the amount that they can use to try and keep costs under control. Um, It looks like they're going to burn through those, and they'll get a penalty each time they do it um so that's a huge problem for their new team boss as well. they
1: would be strong
0: yeah but breaking down using up parts not looking so strong not looking so strong uh those were the kind of exciting parts of what otherwise was a bit of a nothing biscuit of a race wasn't it let's be honest well that and the stewards
1: that and the stewards okay what the hell happened at saudi arabia that ended up with someone going on the podium not on the podium back on the podium
0: yeah, uh, it, it, it felt like the FIA just wanted to uh, kind of instill some intrigue and excitement into the race. So to start off, Fernando Alonso, he's starting second on the grid because of Charles Leclerc's penalty. Storms into the lead and then up-ups. He's got five-second penalty for starting slightly to the left of his grid box. Now, they're clamping down on that this year, which is why it's the second race in a row we've seen the same penalty. It's fair cop, okay? He was in the wrong. He serves his his stop and go penalty during the safety car and it was fine. Nothing is mentioned about it until right at the end. So, When you say right at the end, how many laps are we talking here? 35 laps had elapsed before there was even... That's quite a bit of time. It's a ridiculous amount of time. It's an unfair amount of time. So then they finish. Fernando's on the podium, does the whole celebration... And then straight after they said, no, you've got a 10-second penalty for not serving that penalty 35 laps ago correctly. So then George Russell inherits it. And so there's pictures of George Russell with the trophy, which uh, is probably the only bit of silver he's going to get this year. And it gets snatched off him within hours because Aston Martin protested it. And there's a whole kind of legal jargon as to why it wasn't fairly applied. And Fernando Alonso re-inherits the trophy and P3. It just felt like the FIA had one of those um, days where they were trying to install some excitement into the race, almost like they were puppeteering it too much. From what I saw, the FIA had already
1: approved that the penalty had been served. Yes. It was deemed okay. Yeah, it was fine. Until right at the end of the race, where they then went back on their previous decision, which was, it's okay, to actually, the jack did touch the car. Yeah. And there is a no touch. You cannot touch the car. It's a, it's a, bit, like,
0: a bit like you in your special places. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. No touch. Yeah. Stop.
1: <laughs> Don't touch me there. This is my no-no square.
0: <laughs> and he... He should have had that plane on the radio. The, the jack... Stop. Don't touch me there. That is my no-no square.
1: Get away from the jack. Get away from my rear. Yeah. Take that jack away from my rear. <laughs> but yeah. So apparently now that's it. They're, they're going to have to look at you know, it, 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 because it was appealed on the evidence of other teams had previously done this yes. and we've only done the same and it was okay for them, so why not okay for yes. us? So now they're going to have to look at it and go, well, are the jacks allowed, allowed to touch to. the car? And it, is, will it be that the front jack can or can't because the front jack can steer the car slightly? but Yeah,
0: and, and that's that's the thing. If we get into the technicalities, that's the kind of issue. The rear jack, not so much, but... The front track actually helps as a guiding kind of tool for the cars to stop correctly in their pit box. Now, they can stop without it. They are very skilled drivers, but it's, it's a thing that they're trained over hundreds of repetitions to do. Uh, so can they not do that in the future? The FA are going to have to clear it up for certain. Um, but... What a mess. What a mess. And in
1: an embarrassment. I feel embarrassed for, for both of them yeah fighting over who gets it especially since i heard george russell accepting the yeah trophy and, he, and, and he did
0: it in a really kind of like humble way but now it makes him look more like an idiot doesn't oh it? just
1: oh. so uncomfortable for everyone but
0: i'll take it uh, it's really unfair for fernando but i'll take it oh it's some silverware like, yeah now you look like an idiot
1: yeah and do you know what that kind of leads nicely to what is going on
0: with mercedes okay there's so much not going on with mercedes they're still really struggling they're a good three quarters to a second off the lap uh, second off the lap pace so for those newbies we're talking george russell lewis hamilton george russell lewis hamilton the two leading brits on the grid uh the eight-time world championship winning team seven-time world champion in lewis hamilton then nowhere they're nowhere they may be the third quickest car it's them and ferrari they're, fighting they're, for third they're looking quick but it's it's entirely
1: down to those drivers to suck everything out of that car you can yeah. tell when when you do any of the on time and watching from this from from the overall camera angles they are just fighting the whole time. In fact, I
0: think Lewis got told to give way because he was just trying to straddle the lane. He did, actually. Yeah, he got a black and white flag, which for your new F1 fans is a warning about your driving standards. And that may be because you've cut a corner too many times. Or in this case, Lewis Hamilton was weaving on the straights to try and break the slipstream toe. So he got a black and white flag warning for that, which is if you keep doing this, we'll put a black flag out and you'll be disqualified from the race. So it's a severe warning. That's how hard he was trying. And at the time, they're fighting over fifth or sixth place from the Ferraris. That shows so, you the so level the of teams, desperation.
1: They're right up there in points. Yes. But as teams go,
0: they're, they're not podium no, points. Not, no, Um And they're way off what they expect themselves to be. But F1 is a very... Meritocratic sport, the performance is ahead of the entertainment, as it were. So just because you were the best doesn't mean you will always be the best. Let's look at McLaren, Williams, all very good examples of teams that have won championships multiple times and haven't maintained being the best. It happens. Ferrari is a good example. Williams is a good example. Williams is a great example, yeah. One of the most... And McLaren, the I think they're the third or fourth most successful team of all time. And they're finishing at the back of the grid. So it's never guaranteed if you don't keep up. Um, Mercedes have lost a lot of their um, design talent to different teams over the years. Maybe it's time for them to fall down the pack. Who knows? They're talking about huge upgrades coming for the European leg of the season. There's a radical new car design that's going to push them forwards. But that's not guaranteed. They've got a second, a lap to make up to to meet Red Bull's current pace. And Red Bull aren't going to stand still. They're going to keep developing their car as well. So there's a long way to go. I want to know, who was, for you, Jeddah's most unluckiest driver, AJ? I mean, there's an argument to say that the race winner, Sergei Perez, was... Mm, okay and we'll touch on this later in a bit more detail because i think there's a bigger story here him missing out on the fastest lap right on the last lap i think is unlucky for him yeah i follow it would have meant that he has the championship lead which he's never had but that wasn't to play out and we'll talk about that later but i think our favorite driver of all time is the unluckiest driver from jeddah is
1: this lance stroll <laughs> this is lance stroll well, you say favourite very loosely. <laughs> favourite in the amount
0: of mentions, perhaps. He, he gets the most airtime from us. Yeah, uh, Lance Stroll and his uh, wounded tootsies, I think, I think could have been a shoe in definitely a shoe in for the top five. He would have been up there with Fernando, I would argue. The first part of that race, he was actually looking pretty quick. That Aston Martin's good. The truth is, he's got
1: a very quick car it's got a
0: well absolutely
1: his teammates managed to put it
0: on the podium twice twice um and he is teammates to arguably one of the fastest drivers of all time i think everyone accepts that fernando alonso is one of the best there's ever been so he he's he's not going to match his performance but he's going to be close to it and he looked like he was handling the performance of that car really well he's doing some great overtakes had some good race pace and then the part of the car that you couldn't figure out what it was, that bit behind me. Battery, no control unit, no engine. Engine failed. I, when it happened, I had this little conspiracy theory pop in my head. A little like, ooh, that's interesting. Before it was happening, Fernando Alonso still had his five second penalty to serve. Yeah. Now you have to serve it when you come into the pits. And they come in, they'll stop, and they'll serve five seconds, and then the team can change their tyres. Now, you can do that at any time during the race, including under safety car conditions. Yeah. And if you do it under a safety car, much like if you change your tyres in a safety car situation, you save time because everyone's going really slowly. Stroll has a DNF, safety car comes out, Fernando can serve his penalty. And I was like... Sacrificial. Is he a sacrificial lamb here? Because let's face it, Lance Stroll's performance is in no way a bearing on his future career. No, He could no. TNF 23 races this year and still have a seat next year. Yeah, That's just how it is, and and we have to accept that. That's fine. Um, Formula One has a history, right, uh, all the way back to the beginnings of Formula One, of paid drivers. Drivers that bring a lot of money to a team may get their seat because of it. Uh, so Lance Stroll's just another one of those in a long history of paid drivers in Formula One. He could have well been a sacrificial lamb for that. Do you know what? I'd never even considered that. It's my tin hat F1 conspiracy
1: moment. I honestly thought you were going to go for Leclerc.
0: Ah, Charles Leclerc. Yeah, I mean, I love him. He is a fantastic talent. He was obviously unlucky before the race even started because he had a 10-place grid penalty. He did fantastic at the start of the race. He was cutting through the grid, making his way up. Um... But yeah, that Ferrari couldn't really make much more progress than it did. But I think Stroll's the unluckiest driver purely because if he had maintained, he would have been in that top five as well. I accept your answer. <laughs> <laughs> so from unluckiest driver to the worst team, which team failed at Jeddah? Pete? I
1: hate to say worst team because we're looking at 20 of the best drivers, 10 of the best teams in the world.
0: Yes, ever ever. Well, so, maybe not ever
1: so they all have to be exceptional yeah so we take that and then we say who was the worst out of the best yeah that's fair okay, so okay. a
0: little bit a little bit but, softer there but because, who was the worst okay lance troll <laughs> no, no 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 which team was the worst i mean you could pretend to think about it for a while right. i no matter what there's so yep. much
1: love for williams i will not say williams okay although alpha tory weren't great no. Williams did get a DNF. Yeah. Um, no. You, c- you can't say Aston Martin because Aston not only got a DNF, but they also got a podium. I would have to say Ferrari.
0: Oh. Ferrari. I mean, fair enough. Ferrari
1: get a burn. Yeah.
0: Here. Um, what was yours? Uh, definitely Ferrari. And it's because the expectation and the re- reality just didn't match at all. Do
1: you think Ferrari, in, in in the general viewership, are still seen as a winning
0: team? Now Is, that's that's really interesting, isn't it? Because throughout the history of Formula One, the tri- I'll call them the traditional fans, people like myself that watched it when I was a little kid, Ferrari were always, even if they weren't winning, they were the red car. You know that was Ferrari. It was always the fastest team. But in recent years, we're seeing this whole new. And it's, it's awesome to see this whole new generation of Formula 1 fans on the Netflix kind of era, bringing and social media, bringing new fans into the sport. And in that time, Ferrari have never been a dominant team. And yet, you
1: still see red in the podium, don't you? Whenever yeah. they go to um, stadium cam, yeah. you always see a Ferrari baseball cap, yeah. you know, father and son sort yeah. of shots or Ferrari umbrellas when it comes to Europe.
0: Yeah. I mean, you'll also, you'll always see the McLaren papaya everywhere as well. Yeah. I mean, partly Max Verstappen and the Dutch Army, they wear orange as well. But um, that's interesting. Are they still seen as a dominant force? I I guess the viewers and listeners could let us know if they still see Ferrari as a dominant force. But one thing's for certain, at Jeddah, they were a woeful force. The start of the race, the first, up until the safety car around lap 18, was it? Something like that. They looked all right. Charles Leclerc was coming through the field Uh, carlos Sainz had got ahead of hamilton and then ferrari do what ferrari do best and that is mess up the important calls in those in those really crucial moments okay so every time
1: this this bit will make every fan go crazy now this you've got to be talking about the radio comms when hamilton pitted
0: yeah okay so, give, it, give it to me because I was seething. It, it's, it's just ridiculous. So, again, this is for the newer F1 fans. The safety car comes out, which means it's quicker to change your tyres under the safety car because everyone has to go slowly. Now, you have to keep a set speed as you go around, but there's, little, there's a little part of the track where you can actually go faster because it's not timed. And that is from the entrance of the pit lane to the exit of the pit lane, and they call them the safety car lines. So... If you're following someone, you could go really quick in that section and then slow down again. Hamilton comes into the pits ahead of Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc has already changed his tyres. Now the team haven't told him that Hamilton's in the pits. If they had, he could have gone really fast through that section where he's allowed to, and come out ahead of Hamilton. But as he's already crossed the safety car line, the team then come on the radio and say, "Pick up the pace." Hamilton's in the pits, and Leclerc's going. Well, it's too late, man. I've already crossed the line. So just they told him like ten seconds too late. Then out comes Hamilton in front of him, and from that point on, his race was ruined. It was so so bizarre, and yet
1: every time, Pete, every time they do it, man. I so I watched this even closer. Yes, I love Drive to Survive, and these are the sort of things that they talk about on Drive to Survive. So, when they get the, the actors kind of sit down in front of the mic and they, they, they talk about like this moment that happened in, in one of the scenes that they were racing, and it always makes me go, You've got to be kidding me. How, can, how could that happen? Yeah. And yet, here we are, you're talking uh, people back at Race HQ who are uh, monitoring every minor little detail, and we know how much they analyze. When we saw how Aston Martin managed to put a legal case with seven evidenced examples of where a jack touched the back of a car and they did all of that within an hour and they had a full appeal overturned. Yeah. So that's how quick comms can be or are, but not at Ferrari. And I I just. Why are comms so slow at Ferrari? And you sit there being absolutely infuriated going, not that I want to see Hamilton not get another world championship, but there's an example where you can give advantage and then not taking it. The, the mad
0: thing is, as a spectator watching on on the um the TV broadcast, I can see it happening. Yeah. And I can call it watching the TV, going, Yeah. Oh, if Leclerc hurries up here, he get out ahead of Hamilton. Yeah. And then comes at the radio and they've told him too late. You're like, well, if I can see it as a layperson just watching it, okay. drinking coffee... Okay, this this is a problem for me. This is
1: where, with watching Ferrari at Saudi, I had to accept that I was becoming one of those football knobheads. <laughs> you know when they go, yeah, we played terrible on Saturday, didn't we? We. We. we, we, we. You didn't play. <laughs> you are watching down the pub. You didn't even do any training. So I don't know why you said we... I sit there going, I could call that. Yeah. I could have called that. I could do better than Ferrari, that. Ferrari, what the hell? Yeah. I'm ready for the call. Yeah. Give me the call yeah. and I'll I'll sit at home in front of the telly watching, but you
0: can pay me and I'll tell him, speed up. There you go. Hamilton's uh, pitted. Uh, Fred Visser, if you're looking for a new, I don't know, head of strategy, or not yeah. even head, just someone in the strategy team, yeah. Pete's available to hire. Yeah. And he- if you want to make me team principal... I'll bring back the curly
1: haired actor that was in last year's Drive to Survive (laughs) because I really liked him and the vineyard and all the rest of it. And the little 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 cute car. And yeah. So I yeah, bring the whole team back. We'll get the principal back. I'll be there on phone. In fact, we can just FaceTime if you want, or you can bring me along and my one job will be to sit in the pit lane just monitoring who comes in under a safety car. That's it. There's an opportunity for you. How much are you going to charge them for this? Very, just I, free tickets. This is the problem. I'm a little disconnected. Yeah. How much the Formula One work crew would get. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean... what Would what, it be all expenses
0: paid? Well, they'll pay for your tickets. Okay, yeah.
1: well, I don't know, like grand a week or something? <laughs> grand a week? Two. Two grand a week? Thou 20. twenty how much? i don't, I don't know. know where they're how's the, what's I mean, their it's an, it's an open something.
0: offer I'm just trying to judge what's what you need
1: it's not about what i need i just want to let's be just there.
0: play it i'm the i'm the okay. ferrari board yeah. and this is the job interview okay
1: you need to know first of all i'd work for free as long as i could just
0: be part of this
1: oh well then you're hired for free okay but i, well, I mean some, i want some money as well because you boys are going out for a drink and socializing and oh stuff, no, we'll, we'll so i know we'll pay for
0: your drinks and food and stuff then freeze fine Free freeze fine because yeah. we had a budget of 50 oh, grand no, a race no. i
1: forgot the missus is gonna go
0: mental when no, no. she finds out i'm doing this for no no, no we no. had a budget yeah but it's fine we can use that for um no i'm gonna need a little bit of that budget no, you said free. honestly
1: it's, she will kill me you, you're hired well done free I
0: can't work for free. Do you think that's how Ferrari <laughs> hire their current strategy team? <laughs> it probably is. That's guys how guys got like. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it for tickets to Monza. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. What's What's your experience? I I watch the races. Yeah, yeah. I can speak Italian. You've got an Italian family.
1: I've got an Italian
0: family. Yeah, that, that could some, be my in. You know some Italian and words.
1: I speak Italian with my hands as well. Hired. Yeah. Free. Yeah. Ah, oh, the testa sicker. What? like that what's that what does that mean uh, i'm just calling him a thickhead in italian yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> any other insults that we can like i'm saying you're, you're you're sick in the head you i'm just walloping across the head <laughs> and that's because you didn't call hamilton appeared that's amazing okay also up in
0: the failed teams pete oh.
1: yeah. do you know what i'm really sorry that this has turned into a bit of a rant
0: episode yeah, well We've got we've got better news at the end. Let, let's we, do it.
1: Let's do it with a bit more cheer because you okay. know what? I feel downtrodden by it. So yeah. next up, AJ, give it to me in, in with some kind of excitement. Well, this will cheer you up, Pete.
0: Yeah, my favourite team failed miserably. It always makes me a little bit happy when you've been destroyed. Yeah. Uh, or as when the you're fo- feeling crushed, as your football fan early would say, we played really badly at the weekend.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. McLaren. Right, what, what is going, going what, on,
1: man? Why did you crash in... Why, why did Why did I see you come around that bend with half of your front spoiler missing? <laughs> <laughs> what was that
0: about? So, first lap, Oscar Piastri. And I've watched his on boards, right? And he is trying his best to stay out of trouble. In fact, I think because he was trying so hard to stay out of trouble, he got himself into trouble. Yeah. Do you know, he was second-guessing everything. He got pinched at the exit of the second corner he loses the uh, end plate of his front wing. So it needs to be replaced straight away. But following him down the next straight, Lando Norris drives over the discarded front wing end plate and destroys his own front wing too. Both drivers destroyed front wings first lap. I mean, they were already having a bad weekend. Uh, Lando Norris crashed in qualifying. It's already pretty bad. It wasn't looking great. But even after that, so... That means they they can change their strategy completely. Come in, change front wings. They're running last at this point. Put on the hardest tyre and maybe run to the end. Hope stuff happens in front of you. That was it for them. That was literally their race. They finished 15th and 17th, I think it was. Uh, I mean, yeah, they were saved by the DNFs. Yeah. That kind of pulled them up a little bit. We've gone from a team... Well, first of all, a a multiple championship winning team. But in recent years, a team that's been 4-4-5th in the constructors. The 4-4-5th quickest car to now a team that hasn't scored a single point yet that is running behind Williams. Let's just let that sink in for a minute. Running behind Haas, the independent American team. This is McLaren. That is a brand as big as Ferrari, arguably. And as far as Formula One heritage goes, it's, it's bigger than Mercedes. So for them to be running last, wow. And they don't look like they've got anything to come back to.
1: And yet we know there is some excitement, but that's not going to save them this year. The, talk, like, the talks, with, um, Red talks with Red Bull. That,
0: uh, that's three years away. Well, they're just going to sit idly for three years? There's a theme, and a kind of boring theme, that firstly, the quickest Mercedes-powered car is the Aston Martin, and to be fair, it's only third place, arguably because of Fernando Alonso. All the other Mercedes-powered teams, are looking really slow. There's been this dramatic turn where the Mercedes-powered teams were always pretty good, especially Mercedes, were dominant. And now, you look at their straight-line speeds, you look at the the delivery of that power, the traction, the drivability of that engine, they don't look very good as a whole. And yet that
1: that far down means they get more development time. But a lot of the things that I've heard from um, this year's press coverage, which has been absolutely fantastic. Mm. but um, the, Mainly lot, the BHP show, I think. So. The BHP show, a lot of people have been talking about. <sighs> yeah. Very, very hot. Yes. But, um, but this year's coverage has been very much about, when talking about McLaren, is they were really late with development. Why? I don't, how can you be late with development and not getting your car ready for racing when you get more time yeah. than the likes of Red Bull? Yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. How, how can that be a thing? Uh, it's not like they're a budget-limited team particularly. They've got a lot of money to spend. It's a huge brand. I've seen
1: the price of McLarens. Exactly. I would like a P1 McLaren, if you're listening. I'll, I'll happily yeah. represent you. Oh. You'll have my face in one of your cars. What I would, would you do, do? that.
0: You do? Would you just watch the races and just call the safety cars?
1: Again, it would be similar to the offer to Ferrari. Yeah. I would offer myself out yeah. to McLaren right. in exchange for a car. I could travel the world with them and their Formula One team. Yeah. I could give them... Great advice. I could replace what has been pit girls in the past. I could actually (laughs) walk out.
0: If that would help. Yeah. And what, stand in front of the car with their number or something? Uh, um, Umbrella. 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 Whatever. Yeah. You know,
1: but I could do that. Can
0: I just do a quick, quick fire?
1: Yeah. Do you miss grid girls? Everyone misses grid girls.
0: I miss grid girls. Right.
1: Why did they get rid of grid girls? It was uh, a drive for equality. quality... I tell you what was a quality yeah. is women are always complaining they don't earn as much as men. That's why they've <laughs> lost that opportunity. But you would take that was it. A, that was a great. You take pay. that job. I would. I would wear. I would wear their bikini. Yeah, and you, go out. Yeah. How much were they getting? I
0: have no idea.
1: I'd do it more than you were getting paid at Ferrari. Yeah. well, <laughs> I'd. I'd be moonlighting. Well, they don't want to see that. Maybe they do. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Like, I, I miss... let let them decide if they're they're being taken advantage of by giving them the opportunity. Do you want to do this?
0: Yeah, I. Do you know... Yes,
1: no. I mean, I, it still happens in boxing and other sports yeah, where you, you have yeah. ring girls, cheerleaders, yeah, cheerleaders. Oh, let's stop that as well. I I miss. It's part of the thing. I uh, that it's about a show. It's yeah. theatre. It's entertainment. And do you know? I, I I wouldn't even mind if it was drag queens or whatever else. I, I think people are always up for a laugh, are always enjoyment of, of of any form of entertainment. The the beautiful women looking at a beautiful woman is is one of the the greatest things for all people to make us feel happier. Uh, even women like beautiful women. Um, I like beautiful women most of the not not in that way because I'm a married man. But I was say, if I wife, wasn't, your
0: wife listen to this show no okay
1: so i probably can say can i like beautiful it then, women. yeah but i mean who doesn't like a bit of eye candy and if they're getting paid well to be looked at then i'm sure they're happy as well yeah yeah so i think it's good for everyone but i don't know why i'm going off on a rant about beautiful women because
0: uh, you it's know, quite easy where for you are to... they in formula one it's quite easy for you to get excited about beautiful women isn't it yeah i have yeah. set you up there um but back to the point mclaren sucked there's no sign of any improvement and I wonder how long Lando Norris is gonna stick around for it. Oh so apart from the stewards trying to add some excitement, for me, there was one very exciting thing that happened in this race. There was? Right at the end of the race. You know what I'm talking about? The bit of Bit of handbags.
1: Bit of friction. Right. The only the only exciting thing was the controversy with the rules,
0: wasn't it? Oh no. There was another thing? There was something else. Okay. What about the infighting at Red Bull? How do you feel about that?
1: You mean that? the fastest lap thing?
0: The fastest lap thing, yes. Okay, so
1: why why cannot any of the teams have two greats at the same time? And, and the worst culprits for a Red Bull? Right, lead this for anyone that's new that's listening. Okay. With what exactly the infighting is all about and why that would be a thing with the fastest lap and the end of the season and the points and the go. So,
0: in Formula 1, if you get the fastest lap of the race, you get an extra point. Only if you finish in the points, though. So if you finish in the top 10 and you have the fastest lap, an extra point you get given. Now, in this race, Sergio Perez was leading by a good five, six seconds. He had the fastest lap, three laps before the end. He comes on his team radio and says, are we pushing for fastest lap? And the team says, no, maintain your pace. So he maintains his pace. That is the pace of the fastest car. As Hamilton puts it, the fastest car he's ever seen. Yeah, which is great. Verstappen, three laps before the end. He's five, six seconds behind Perez. He doesn't have the fastest lap. He comes on the radio at the same time and says, can I push for fastest lap? And the team say, okay to push. Comes to the final lap of the race Verstappen pushes and gets the fastest lap snatches it away from Perez now you might say what's just a point what's the matter that single point means Max Verstappen stays in the lead of the championship over Sergio Perez by one point and and they love that they love that Red Bull
1: love that they've got what was what 17 year old Max, the, the youngest to come yeah, through? Yeah, yeah. And and every time he's getting a title, it becomes more notable yep. that it's this Red Bull history. Yeah. Max's history, but it's also a Red Bull history. So like they they nourish one, yeah. but they can't look after two. And it reminds me of like parents of multiple children. Like, why why is there
0: there's always a favorite.
1: Why is he why is he your favorite mum?
0: And you feel like that as so well, don't you? No, no, it's just bringing, it's bringing up some issues. Okay.
1: But no, no like, what was that about? It, and, it was yet, clear. Max was going, oh, like, my, my drive shaft's hanging out the backside of my car.
0: <laughs> he was, uh, yeah, he was clearly nursing an issue. Yeah.
1: No, no, no go for fastest lap, Max. Yeah, fine.
0: Uh, I thought the most intriguing part of that was in the cool down room after the race. So they finish, they do their weighing, and they go up into this little room before the podium ceremony. And now they put a camera in there. It's, it's amazing. Camera and microphone. So you can hear them talking. Yeah. Are they and, moaning about what watches they've been given to put on? Oh, not on this the Rolex again. Oh, oh. oh, what have you got, same? Oh, gosh. Damn it. <laughs> um, so they're there chatting. And uh, Sergio asking him, did you get the fastest lap? Max went, yeah, yeah. He said they told you to maintain pace. No. He goes, no, they said I could go for fastest lap. And you could see it visibly killing Sergio Perez. Yeah, of course it does. The The title this year is going to be between those two drivers, undoubtedly. Red Bull's just too quick. So the excitement is going to be how that plays out. And can Sergio stand toe-to-toe with Max? Will he be given the same opportunities? I, I genuinely hope they're left free to race, much like Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg were back in the day because that's really exciting to see a rivalry development even inside a
1: team providing that rivalry doesn't knock both cars out of the race because we've
0: seen that before at red bull yeah yeah, plenty of times you think way back to mark webber and sebastian vettel there was plenty of fighting there knocking each other off the track daniel ricardo and max verstappen yeah i think at baku that time they took each other off the track yes uh but as fans, that's exciting when that happens.
1: It's exciting for the other teams as well. well let, yeah. let them fight. Yeah. Let them fight. But um, yeah, devastating that a team can't nurture. Nurture, so it, nurture both. Like you've, you've, got, you've got two cars going out, two drivers going out, but you're already making plans for one of them
0: to yeah. get the championship. It's sad. But uh, I hope Sergio can buck the trend and, and take him all the way. Every time a Formula One commentator uses this one phrase i know it hurts you deeply i know what you're gonna say
1: just by the way you've started that off <laughs> i know what you're gonna say what's that it's it, oh alonso the old man of f1
0: it was uh, it's his 42nd birthday yeah I think it's next week or last week yeah. it's around now ridiculous ridiculous yes yeah, so, it really annoys me right so old you, isn't you
1: can't write someone off at that young age how old are you same 42 42 yeah so the old man of formula one a so, veteran is so savage it's so savage. savage like we'll get rid of pit girls because of equality but yeah. we'll call him an old man because he's 42
0: <laughs> f1's old man but anyway f1's old man is a legend is a centurion yeah he yeah,
1: got it, his 100th podium and he almost didn't then he almost did uh, he yeah. got his 100th podium he, he got it in the end um absolutely proving himself as a legend so already okay we're two races in with 21 to go but the level of excitement you've got aston martin yeah for starters yeah popping up on the radar amazing people go aston martin no way yeah popping up on the radar and then fernando alonso
0: fernando
1: and he's such a cool winner isn't he he's such a cool guy to have lifting a cup up on the podium he's such a nice guy afterwards talking to all the cameras you're like i'm just loving every minute of tv time that he gets um to call him old man though come on guys like he's 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 a spring chicken that's what he is he's (laughs) got he's got years to go yet.
0: fernando has a reputation for being Uh, he's not just a winner but he's also he's a bit of a schumacher character he wins at any means necessary he's happy to fight dirty now him being in the second quickest car kind of getting third getting on the podium you know he's happy with that it's great progress but i wonder if you'd see a slightly more steely attitude from him if he if they're right at the sharp end with red Bull. well Less of the nice man earlier on, you said about the two Red Bulls fighting, yeah, and about a rivalry
1: building for the championship. Imagine behind the backdrop of the two Red Bulls fighting up in front, Fernando's just sat behind slightly, waiting for the opportunity. If those two cuff cars against each other, if they, their yeah, cars they kiss, yeah bang expect to see him taking that first place yes he will not waste that opportunity and do you know what i think everyone's gonna love it i'll be cheering even even though it's lawrence stroll's team now and you know i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of the whole lawrence stroll like money train but um for me it's the bigger thing i'd love to see aston get that success i'd love to see uh fernando doing well and i like to just the movement from seeing these teams that have been not doing so great, doing great. And that for a 42-year-old man, old. Uh, you know, I say 42 is the new sort of 18, <laughs> you know. And if you are 18, let that be a lesson to you.
0: What's that make you uh, negative?
1: I ve- <laughs> you know, of interest to the younger lady, I always say. Oh, I see. Of, of interest. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You know?
0: So, Fernando Alonso is a yeah. centurion, a hundredth podium. Now, Pete, I'm going to put you on the spot. There's only been five other drivers in the history of Formula One to get 100 podiums. Right. I will give you 50p if for each one that you can name. And
1: if you can name all five... Right. You do know Drive to Survive hasn't been going that long. <laughs> and, and prior to Drive to Survive, yeah. my Formula One attention was Spa, Monaco, Silverstone...
0: Some some of them are very obvious. You'll be able to just guess. Okay, okay. Uh, if you can get all five, I'll buy you lunch. Right. I Damon Hill's gotta be there. No. What the you get five guesses, okay. Michael Schumacher. Yes. Hundred podiums. Hundred podiums. Lewis has got to be there. Lewis he? is there, yes. Uh Vettel? Yes. Now now it's the hard two. I'd, I'd love it if it's Jensen, but I don't think... No, it's not Jensen. Um, one is French. One is Finnish. Do you give up? Uh, Nico? No. Although that's I'm interesting because sure, yes. his dad was Finnish, but he's German there you
1: go okay i uh, let me give up at that point
0: because i'm just That's gonna good be embarrassed, I it was so. better than i thought you were gonna do yeah
1: yeah well you can keep your lunch <laughs> you won <weren't> one pound 50 <laughs> uh, it's
0: kimmy raikkonen oh okay and alan prost i would have never got alan four-time world champion alan prost wow yeah he's 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 one of those really successful drivers everyone forgets about for some reason anyway kimmy raikkonen that surprised me Hundred podiums um yeah, so he's in the he's now the sixth member it's of a fact. very select club. Very I wonder if club. he got a special watch for that. Uh, I think he's got a few special watches. To be honest, I can mm. imagine. I think he should. Max Verstappen is almost joining that club already. Seventy nine podiums. Wow! I think he's like twenty five.
1: That hasn't taken very long at all. It's
0: ridiculous, isn't it?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, COVID years did speed time up. <laughs> like, i don't know yeah. what happened but like that time passed what, what year are we in so he, how old are people he he was um still with zits and stuff like that <laughs> yeah and like this new guy and now he's been racing for a
0: while and world champion and, and here we are he's talked quite publicly about um not wanting to go on for a long time max verstappen not wanting okay. to drive into his 30s wow cool day he's got a very long contract with red bull whether he'll carry on after that or not i don't know um No one thought Lewis Hamilton would go on as long as he has either. It's an interesting life. As much as um, us
1: mere mortals look at them and and think what an amazing life they have, their off time is very little. Very little. And in between races, like that two weeks, there's a lot that has to happen in those two weeks. Yeah. Bearing in mind, you're starting the countdown from, what, Sunday night, Monday morning? They've still got their travel to do. Yeah. they're not really relaxing when they get time with the family. It's not a huge amount of time with the family when they get the the break mid season. Yeah. It's you're only missing one race effectively. So uh, every fortnight there should be a race. At, we go like a month break, um, and then when the between the end of the season, I guess they're busy with gym and everything else. Yes. So if you take the actual amount of downtime and condense it, you go. It's not that great, is it? So they're getting huge amounts of money traveling the world. But, you know, when you're living in a hotel for a long period of time, it becomes very dull. I
0: think Nico Rosberg summed up really, really well after he won his world title and then retired straight away. It, he came out and said the level of sacrifice needed in order to compete at the very top and to beat Lewis Hamilton so much that he wouldn't be able to sustain it for more than a year like it's just not willing to sacrifice everything he said yeah my whole life was sacrificed for this yeah and at some well point i need to be with my family yeah that's like they're human
1: too yeah you want to you want to raise kids you you well not only that you even if you don't want kids you want to see your partner they want to travel Want to like those yeah. years just go by and yeah. you can't replace the years so yeah, long period of time, I totally get it. I think the best part of Formula One is being on the outside of that nucleus. You know, just being part of the the pit team, being part of the crew that helps out with stuff. So you haven't got that high pressure that the rest of them have. Yeah. But you still get to travel the world, still get to enjoy it all. Um, so, you know, if there is, a uh, you know... Well, Ted Kravitz wasn't at this race. Yeah, Ted was on Just a bit say, of a break. so There's you know, a gap for someone were, with headphones. If you were looking for anyone, yeah. then uh, I'd like to put AJ forward, and he comes with me as a sidekick. So I, I um, need to- he's responsible for all the work part, but I'm also there to back him up um, with, I don't know, something. But mainly I'll be having a look around, see what's going on.
0: <laughs> You'd be getting arrested for hang- trying to find Jerry. Jerry Halliwell. Yeah
1: jerry if you're listening to the bhp definitely show definitely not listening to the BHP show she wa- <laughs> <you> might be <laughs> definitely i not. just want to remind you of those lyrics it's disturbing move out of the way christian that's
0: so disturbing
1: um yeah i mean i'll bump into jerry halliwell that would be uh t- disturbing we should go for a break
0: right back in the room i'm i'm back sorry about that everyone he what i would say in
1: future is maybe just don't mention her again okay yeah um well there is that. the restraining order anyway so it's restraining best. order i don't want to be locked up just to do this show it's <laughs> just not
0: worth it uh so talking of surprises Pete, which team surprised you at Jeddah? i think the team that surprised everyone
1: was aston martin now podium again so two podium positions okay they're both in third yeah but they've proven themselves to have a car that is the second fastest and that average is now growing and we can say
0: yeah they've definitely got a strong I think, car i think you bang on i think they are the second fastest that that was that phrase probably sums up perfectly clearly ahead of mercedes clearly ahead of ferrari They are the second fastest team this year. Now that may change as the year progresses. Other teams may catch up. But right now, I think, yeah. And it wasn't a surprise, but it was a surprise. Yeah. It wasn't a surprise to see them there. You go, well, they were quick last week. There's no reason why they shouldn't be quick now. But actually, completely different tracks, completely different days. Yeah, they're up there again. They're consistently good. So it was a surprise. What surprised you from
1: Saudi Arabia? Jeddah Cornice.
0: Um, not so much of a surprise, but I would vote for as my driver of the day. And, you know, I like to, um, I like to stay loyal to who I support and uh, I'll always wear the same kind of shirts every race. I don't glory hunt. I just, I just, I'm consistent. So, you know, I've always been a massive Kevin Magnuson fan. And you, know, you all remember from previous shows, I was wearing the Haas Tops out for the driver I mean, of the day
1: the the one thing about you for sure is that you are very loyal to formula one yeah um you say an individual driver yeah driver of the day yeah yeah uh just spin around magnuson okay so that that's quite interesting so well that that so you say it like i've not mentioned the name before I just feel like you've bought twenty t-shirts, <laughs> and whoever's doing well is
0: your team. I mean, there's some truth to that. Yeah. I'll be honest; there's yeah. some truth to that.
1: So, yeah. what surprised you about Kevin Magnussen? It,
0: it wasn't a surprise. Well, it was a it was a surprise result. But it, I would, when I'm trying to pick my driver of the day, I'm I'm looking for not the race winner. I'm looking for someone who's made. A surprise result that's like outperformed where we expect them to be yeah we think back to the race before uh, Pierre Gasly was a great vote for driver of the day Kevin Magnussen p10 finish um, that Haas is actually looking like a half decent car we used to seeing them right at the back with Williams but for both races this year we've seen them qualify way above that kind of p10 to p12 kind of positions and finishing in similar positions in the race. They are consistently a strong midfield team now. Um, definitely quicker than the McLaren this year. And that's a surprise in and in of itself. Kevin Magnussen, Nico Hülkenberg, two massively experienced drivers. It's great to see them they're, doing well. They're big names for Haas as well, to be fair. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um,
1: you know, you don't have to be a huge Formula One fan to recognise those names. Yeah. And belonging to that one team, I think a huge testament to the promise that
0: is Haas. Yeah, the promise that is Haas, that I'd say the only downside is that they've been around for a fair while now, although they still feel like the new team, you know? Yeah, they do, relatively. Um, but it's been, it must have been six or seven seasons that they've been in the sport now. And is it that long? Yeah, they've failed to reach the heights they had in their first season, where they were top of the midfield this year could look to change that they're definitely ahead of mclaren that's for certain and that in of itself is a great thing for them but yeah p10 for kevin Magnussen. i thought that was a fantastic result
1: do you know it's that time of the show where i get kind of sad that it's nearly over but i get really excited because now we start thinking about australia oh
0: the australian grand prix albert park
1: so the next next time you see our faces yes will be the warm-up for australia where we get to share with you some interesting facts about the circuit maybe that who who's the fastest driver here who's got the worst record on this track who do we predict will get a dnf those kind of things interesting. that is one of my favorite types of shows to be doing and australia is a track that i get a little bit excited about
0: i love the australian grand prix it's always exciting but then i predicted that the Jeddah corniche grand prix was going to be really exciting full of incidents tonight do you know it didn't
1: disappoint like that Jeddah was interesting because i mean we had a cooler breezier circuit yeah but do you know what it was still really hot australia is going to be hot yeah um we 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 land there late on in their summer i guess
0: yeah i guess it's into their autumn by now
1: yeah so it's going to be interesting will it be star-studded Possibly, um, it usually it's
0: a high chance of rain, which is exciting. Um, Mixes things up a it's, little bit. It's a bit like Jeddah Corniche. It's kind of part street circuit. It's uh, it's an interesting one. Nothing gets me quite as excited as when we hit
1: Europe. Ah, oh, that's but coming. Don't worry, that's coming. This is this is the pre excitement. This is the flyaways. This is the flirtation. Yeah, right. We've uh, just. We just sat down for dinner, just yeah. having a little gentle flirt. It's just like footsies under the table. Yeah, And if you could stop that, I'd really appreciate but it. But when we go to Europe... That's when the tongues come out. When to become one... And if you and can't wait to see us like get excited about Albert nap-nip Park...
0: Nap-nip nap-nip Pete, Jerry. restraining order. Oh, yeah. So. If you can't wait to see more about Albert Park, then join us next week for the BHP show, which, of course, is your ultimate F1 fan guide. I think that about wraps it up for this week.
1: Yep, that's all from me and uh, that's all from him and yes. we'll see you the same time next time where we get to buzz high about Australia. G'day, mate. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Catch catch you later, uh, fella. No? Where's he from? I, I've got to think about Crocodile knee in order to get Australian. Um, that ain't a knife. This is a knife.